Shaking party people, welcome back to the fishbowl. I was going to attempt to do something incredibly avant-garde with today's Friday phone call, but I don't feel up to it, unfortunately. And when I do this thing, I want to get it right. So pinch hitting in the clutch. A dear member, the last member of my peer support group that we've yet to talk to, the new pride of Austin, Texas. Welcome to the show, Neil the Midnight Cowboy. Hello, Neil. Hello, Bob. Hey, how's it going? It's it's going it's going fine, sir. It's going fine. Now, you and I met for the first do you remember the first time we met? Let me start with that. Oh man, my memory is not good with those things. I hope you do. Uh, as a matter of fact, I do, because I was doing college radio 20-something years ago now, maybe, maybe exactly 20 years ago, and uh, we, were doing, we were doing this concert, and you were like 15 years old, maybe even younger, and, and in this prominent band around Seattle, and you were the most charismatic from it. I mean, I remember you from your mid-teenage years. That's the first time we met. I almost forgot about that, the, the college radio and music day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, uh, you're welcome for that. And uh, Neil the Midnight Cowboy, he's living a lot of people's dreams. Uh, how, how good at audio production would you say you are, Neil? How good at it are you? Oh, a solid seven, I would hope. Gee whiz. Maybe may a little better than that. How long have you been living so many people's dreams of exclusively working out of your house in a home studio. How many years have you been doing that now? Because we, we used to work together professionally in Seattle, but you've been, you've been on your own in a home studio for lo- how long now? I think I've been at home for six years now. It's impressive, man. It's impressive. I mean, the studio that you used to have back in the Seattle area was great, and uh, I can imagine the new place in Austin is not so bad. How are the new digs treating you in Austin, Texas? Ah, uh, it's great. We really like it in Austin. The house is, is is perfect for our family and for my studio upstairs. It's a little bit big. I can probably hear the echo as, as I'm up there right now, but I'm still uh, getting it all put together. How long have how long have you been down in Austin now? Oh, it's just been like a month and a half. A month and a half, and 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 thus far. And you lived in? Did you live in Western Washington your whole life? Were you born and raised there? Yeah, I was born in Seattle and lived most of my life like in the South End, Puyallup. Would uh, being there for a little bit now and getting a grip of the culture, how would you rate the validity of the statement, don't mess with Texas? <laughs> uh, I would say it's very true. People that live and are from Texas absolutely love Texas. And so you really can't mess with it. I've learned that quick. Is everything really bigger in Texas? Uh, you know, I was expecting things to be even bigger, uh, you know, like <laughs> place of food, <laughs> place of food back in oh. Seattle are just as big, if not bigger. Uh, it's a pretty like, reasonable yeah, so, so of all the ladies that have been with my friend, Pat proceed. <laughs> no, Texas has been great. Yeah. Good people down here. What's, uh, I know the barbecue is, uh, is, is delicious. What's your favorite thing to eat at the barbecue joint? Uh, I'm always seeking out a good brisket, but man, I had some really good ribs too. You a Tex-Mex guy? Tell me about a Tex-Mex menu if you're a Tex-Mex guy. 
Well, you know, I didn't know I was until I got here. And apparently once you're here, that's pretty much all you eat because it's on every corner and it's pretty much incorporated into every meal. But there's queso flowing from fountains. <laughs> you're making that up. <laughs> it feels like it. It's okay. a lot of Tex-Mex, but it's very, it's very good. If, you, if you're a fan of tacos, I'd say this is a good place to be. Am I a fan of tacos? I mean, I'm flying to – I have to get up so early in the morning to, to get on a plane that, uh, that departs at like 6.30, 6.45 tomorrow morning. But, but I'm going to be – I'm going to San Diego and TJ – I'm going to I'm I'm going to I'm going to like have like a taco ticker or like a taco thing and see how many tacos I can do in 5 days cuz who doesn't love a fantastic authentic taco I'd call them a slice of heaven but that that, that doesn't seem appropriate but uh they're magic they're magic a little a little slice of god perhaps I'm not sure Yeah they know how to do them right down here So you have the studio in your house how many how many radio stations across the country do do you think you're on without without divulging uh, the name of the company that you work for but they're uh, they're pretty famous in the biz how many radio stations are you on dude Oh man um I'd say I'm on maybe like six bigger stations and then I'm on like maybe 20 like smaller market stations God it's impressive man it is uh it's impressive um, I've been asked, uh, in, in 2019, at this point, would I encourage anyone to go into radio, which is something you and I both love? And, and honestly, like doing what you do is fantastic for audio production, doing what I do, not so much. Um, how did you get in to audio production and getting to the point where you can do it at your own home. Did, didn't you go to the Art Institute? Yeah, my original intention as a musician back then, like you talked about when I was like 15, was to be working in a recording studio and producing bands. And so the Art Institute was a logical first choice to go to college. And once I was there, I realized... Isn't the Art Institute quickly, expensive as hell? Uh, it was a lot cheaper than going to a four-year school. Oh, it yeah, is? Relatively. Yeah. Go on. Well, so I, I just as I'm realizing how difficult it's going to actually be to, to land a, one of these prestigious jobs in a recording studio making lots of money, I opened up my avenues, and uh, somewhere along the way, radio imaging and radio production kind of fell into my lap, I guess. You're one of the best in the country at it. That's uh, that's for damn sure. And I certainly value your opinion on on all things. Um, I I had to text you yesterday with a uh, with a, with with a show dilemma. I, t- I texted the entire team. Uh, is it is it okay if I, I just kind of read that text aloud to um, and not your response to it? But can can I read it aloud to um, to kind of to kind of set up what I what I want to talk to you about? Oh sure. Okay. So I, I, I texted the team, which I call the Brain Trust yesterday. We, we have this group text going as one of the ways we communicate. And, uh, and I wrote, yo, Brain Trust, if anyone heard yesterday's show, which, which would have been Wednesday's, which was called I'm Mad, Let's Talk, I say I stripped everything away and just talked. It took me 40 minutes to do six stories that I thought were important. 
Perhaps I lucked out because these stories all spoke to my heart, but now I'm wondering if all the bells, whistles, etc., are nothing more than a crutch because I didn't have the confidence to just be myself and simply communicate. I don't expect you to have the answers, but I'm deep, deep in thought on this one. Last night's show felt right. I don't know. Carry on. Thanks, team. So I, I, try, I tried to explore that a little bit last night, and the show couldn't have felt more wrong. So after 350 shows, I feel like I'm at this weird crossroads, and I'm not quite sure what the fuck to do. Maybe that's a good thing. Maybe that's a bad thing. I don't know. I'm still pouring my heart and soul into it. But what, the show is constantly evolving. But briefly, Neil, what, what's your opinion on this subject? What do you think creates, because ultimately, I think the goal of every show is, 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 is quite simple, really. It's, it, it's to be as compelling as fuck, right? And then, and, then, and, then, and then there's a bunch of roads to be compelling as fuck. You can, you, you, you can be funny, you can be smart, and you can be weird, and then there's a whole bunch of subgenres which in, with, with, within each one of those categories, to me anyway, is the way I kind of think about these things and, ha and have historically. Maybe other people have more crayons in their box, but, but th those are my main primary colors. Smart, weird, funny is, 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 is kind of uh, uh, the lanes that, that, that I get to drive in. Um, but, but what is your opinion going forward on what direction I should take this show because it's starting to take off. It's starting to blossom. I'm actually promoting it a little and talk to people about it. But, but I, I honestly, I, I still, I still don't know. Well, it's a two pronged thing for me because when I first got to know you and your radio personality, it, it did include some bells and whistles and it included, you know, kind of like this weirdness and theater of the mind on the air when I was listening in Seattle. Uh, that being said, you know, fast forward and the way that you're approaching your show now, it doesn't have to rely on the bells and whistles like you mentioned. I feel like it can kind of suck you in just with the ideas and the direction, you know, that things have been going. So it's a tough one for me. I'm As an audio guy, I love the, some of the bells and whistles in the theater of the mind when it comes to radio podcasts all that kind of stuff so like i'd say when that can be used appropriately and not distract from the other stuff i'm all in yeah i think i think after listening to to both of the shows i mean uh, still honestly i mean i'm talking about this completely completely frankly i'm not about to make some huge announcement i i seriously don't know I think the appropriate way to use Fishby's bed music and Fishby's personality and all those things is um, I'm just trying to find just, just just precisely the right balance where 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 it's not it's not over dominating and and it doesn't take away to the ideas that we're presenting and the discussions that we're having with the audience, but but it's you know the the perfect accents right. Mm -hmm. But how? Right, but, think, but how to get there? Like I'm the, not sure. I I like the 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 theater of the mind and this whole extra like idea that you know involves fish be in the fishbowl itself, like being able to like kind of like draw an image out of that using sound and then you know leaving that behind when it comes to you know actually talking about topics. 
uh, as long as you're not, you know, distracting, I think I like the way that that can work. Yeah, I I think I honestly, um, I think one of the reasons I fucked up last night's show was uh, I I, I think I think a it's um. It, it's it's just part of the natural learning curve, right? You know, it's it's like two steps forward, one steps back, one step back. That's that's just kind of the way these things work. And then and then and then last night, I'm not sure there was. I mean, yesterday was was the biggest news day of the year. So so, so trying to figure out how to prioritize topics and and, and what you want to talk about, or what I want to talk about, and what's and what's important. To, to to the audience, uh, um, I think always trying to um, to put them first. But there is there 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 is so much going on, and then and then there was there there was one thing in my heart I really 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 wanted to talk about this this theory that I'm that 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 I'm actually dead right now, and 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 everyone is listening to a ghost, and I'm I'm not even really fucking around on that, and it's and it's real weird, and it's real deep, and it's really intense. But it, um, I decided not to go with it, and even though that was in my heart, and I was, I was, it was, you know, when when you're doing a show five nights a week by yourself, of course with the help of an extra dimensional fishbowl, but still, it's <laughs> um, it's it, it's weird not having other people to help you focus ideas, uh, uh, bounce things off. And, and because, because oftentimes, and th- this is kind of a mental health for me, mental health thing for me also, but, but, but I do get confused and my, and, and my thoughts do race and, and I do have a tough time completing thoughts sometimes. And by, I, it's just, uh, sometimes I get overwhelmed and when I do the show suffers and I'm not quite sure what the, fuck to do about that other than just power through you know like like what what else can i do yeah that's one of the hardest things i've learned in in radio and i'm sure it can apply to podcasting too but sometimes when you can kind of keep things brief and compact and to the point you know you can drive that point down much much further than when things sometimes get drawn out but not that easy (laughs) no 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 and 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 some nights with the bipolar, um, some nights the show is so easy. Like honestly, like like I take a lot of mood stabilizers and 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 a lot of medication that kind of keep me more centered than certainly I would be when I'm not on medication. But but when I when my brain is is switching just just slightly manic, it's just slightly going that way. Oh my god! Like everything is so easy. But when I'm going the other way, it's so fucking hard, you know. And and it's uh man, it's a it's a real mind fuck sometimes. Neil the Midnight Cowboy, a real mind fuck. Yeah, it's a difficult thing doing this creative work because it doesn't always just happen right when you want it to. Sometimes the best stuff comes right when you least expect it. You got to be ready to hit record. Yeah, and that's um, I, I, and I think this is true for a lot of creative people, and, and that's why so many bipolar people are involved in in creative fields because they they typically have one kind of creative area where they excel at. Um, speaking, unfortunately, is mine something that literally everyone on the planet can do. As the only thing I'm good at <laughs> is something every like you have a very unique skill set. Me, 
not so much, but, but I find like, like in my writing process or, or if I'm, if I'm stuck on an idea, like, like I'll have like, like an idea here, an idea there, but typically when it comes, it comes all at once. Uh, is, is that your experience as a non-bipolar person? <laughs> For sure. I mean, especially like when it comes to writing music or something for me, it's like the best songs write themselves and, or, or same with them doing this radio imaging type work. I mean, when I force myself with a piece of in front of me to come up with something amazing, that's usually not when it's going to happen. So I generally keep notes on my phone or whatever and just try to grab the inspiration as it hits so that later when I do have to work, yeah, I have stuff to draw from. Yeah, every like even every time I go out and, and and most every time I've gone out my entire life, um, I typically bring a notebook with me just for that reason, or or even like a little like voice recorder, or use like the voice recorder on my phone to uh, to to make little uh little 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 memos and things. But recently, mm-hmm. it, I've I've concluded that um no no one likes the guy at the bar who's by himself with a notebook like like that's like no one likes that guy like seriously like 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 it's just, who the fuck is the notebook guy right um so so i've i've started like like almost every city has like like a free uh, a weekly alternative paper and so i've i've resorted to and and people and they're at bars and people read them there all the time so now I've decided to not be the notebook guy, and other people can steal this idea. I'm trying to save other nerds like me. Um, just have one of those and carry a pen with you and take notes in one of those and then transfer them to your real notebook when you get home. Smart, right? Yeah, that's a good idea right there. No, no weird looks in that, at that point. Makes more sense. I can't believe it took me till age 44 <laughs> to figure that out as someone who's been carrying around a fuck. I've been the notebook guy since junior high, Neil. I've been the notebook guy. <laughs> Just now have I concluded I had this epiphany like, fuck, I'm an idiot, you know? Ugh. It's all going to change from here. Yeah, yeah, it's all... Uh, well, I recently also... I mean, I'm not... Uh, I'm not drinking lately, but I, I also uh, I look forward to uh, to busting out this flask I bought on Amazon, which has a secret compor- compartment as a joint holder. And I, I thought that was pretty smart. I'm like a flask that also holds joints. That's smart. Smarter than my uh, than my uh, don't bring the notebook out idea. But I'm trying. I'm trying. Perfect. All right. Thank you. Uh, thank you, my friend. I appreciate you bailing me out here and taking because because really this was a last minute thing. You didn't plan on this and I didn't plan on this, but I was stuck. And, and you helped me. You, you have proven time and time over and over again in my life that you, sir, are a true friend. You are a blessing to everyone that knows you. One of the kindest sweetest people on the entire planet with an amazing family and beautiful wife and beautiful daughters. How are the hounds, Neil? How are the what? The hounds. Have the hounds adjusted to Austin? Well, we're down to just one hound right now. We do have a, a new French bulldog, too, but we the dogs are okay. It's, it's hot for dogs, so there's a lot of panting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's uh, that. That's how I would act in uh, in Austin too. But uh, thank you, sir, for taking time out of your uh, busy schedule. Now back to uh, living the dream in your home studio. And now some some guy in a cubicle who's making cold calls is hitting his head on the desk because he too wants to hang out with his beautiful family in Austin and eat brisket in his home studio. <laughs> 
All right. You're the best, Midnight Cowboy. Thank you, sir. I'll say hi to uh, Jennifer White tomorrow. And and as, as soon as I get to Mexico, just for you, the first thing I'm going to do is touch a donkey. And the second thing I'm going to do is drink the water. Sounds good. All good right, buddy. Yeah, I'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Neil. Yeah, I'll talk to you later. All right, later, man.